Welcome to Navigating the Modern World, a place to gain skills or new ways of thinking, coping, or approaching the areas of life that you may feel stuck, stagnant, fearful, or challenged. Hello and welcome to episode 55 of Navigating the Modern World. My name is Kimberly Johnson. I am your host. I'm a mindset shifter, a peace warrior, and a sex advocate. I do life coaching and sex coaching in the Denver, Colorado area. If you're interested to learn more about my work, you can go to KimberlyCoaching.com. So I am so excited about today's episode because I woke up so enlivened by what I'm about to share. So this morning, I woke up with kind of this deep realization. And the realization was that right now, in this moment, I have everything I could want in my life. And and I'm not saying this boastfully. I'm not saying this to make anybody feel bad. No, I'm just deeply in the knowing that I have everything that I could want right now. I have an amazing relationship. I have a career that I love. I even have side work that helps make me money if I need it. I have all the books I could ever dream of. I have enough money in my bank account right now that if today, in this moment, if I wanted to buy a plane ticket to anywhere in the world I could, I could you know, buy any food that I desired. I have all of the clothes I could ever need. I have all the shoes I could ever need. It's about to be winter and I have a home that keeps me warm. I have jackets that will keep me warm when I'm outside and gear that will keep me warm when I'm outside. I literally have everything that I need and could ever dream of right now. So if that's true, then why do I still at times feel uneasy about life, feel depressed, feel like I'm not doing enough or that I don't have enough? Why then do I continuously look out into the future and think I need to get this though and I need to be this far along in my business and I need to be doing this and this and this, right? Like what about life has us do that. And so I was thinking, I was thinking, okay, if I have everything that I could ever want, then what I'm truly seeking has nothing to do with anything in this world. Because it's true I don't have a million dollars, not even close to that. It's true that I don't own a house. It's true that I don't have children. It's true that I'm not married. It's true that I haven't traveled the whole world. It's true that I don't speak foreign language. All of this stuff is true. And I know for a fact that if I had those things, that it still would not change, that at times I would feel uneasy and not at peace, and I would feel depressed. Because I was married once. And I, I have had those things. I've had homes by myself. I've 
Um, you know, I've had all of these outer things. I've been traveling. I've had these things. I've never had a million dollars. I've never had it even, even close to a million dollars. But I know for a fact that no matter what amount of money I have, it's not going to actually give me what I want. So if, if nothing in the outer world is going to give me what I want, then what am I actually seeking? What do I actually want? What is it that I'm looking for? And I was reading this book last night before I went to bed and it, I woke up, well, I just was having crazy dreams. And one of the dreams that I woke up to was thinking about the word love and what it means and what kind of like and what kind of ways I give love and receive love. And I, I was just like dreaming of all these beautiful things. And I want to read you, I want to read you a poem out of this book. So the book is The Prophet, and it's by Khalil Gibran. And this poem is kind of long, but I ask that you sit with it. I ask that you allow it to pierce you. And at times I'm going to maybe repeat certain parts. Um, that's just because it speaks really loudly to me. So let me find it. And this poem is on giving. And then said a rich man, speak to us of giving. And he answered, you give but little when you give of your possessions. It is when you give of yourself that you truly give. For what are your possessions but things you keep and guard for fear you may need them tomorrow? And tomorrow, what shall tomorrow bring to the overprudent dog burying bones in the trackless sand as he follows the pilgrims to the holy city? And what is fear of need, but need itself? Is not dread of thirst when your well is full, the thirst that is unquenchable? There are those who give little of the much that they have, and they give it for recognition, and their hidden desire makes their gifts unwholesome. And there are those who have little and give it all. They, these are the believers in life and the bounty of life, and their coffer is never empty. There are those who give with joy, and that joy is their reward. And there are those who give with pain, and that pain is their baptism. And there are those who give and know not pain in giving, nor do they seek joy, nor give with mindfulness of virtue. They give as in yonder valley the myrtle breathes its fragrance into space. Through the hands of such as these, God speaks, and from behind their eyes he smiles upon the earth. It is well to give when asked, but it is better to give unasked through understanding. And to the open-handed, the search for one who shall receive is joy greater than giving. And is there aught you would withhold? All you have shall some day be given. Therefore give now, that the season of giving may be yours and not your inheritance. 
You often say, I would give, but only to the deserving. The trees in your orchard say not so, nor the flocks in your pasture. They give that they may live, for to withhold is to perish. Surely he who is worthy to receive his days and his nights is worthy of all else from you. And he who has deserved to drink the ocean of life deserves to fill his cup from your little stream. And what desert greater shall there be than that which lies in the courage and the confidence, nay, the charity of receiving? And who are you that men should rend their bosom and unveil their pride, that you may see their whole, their worth naked and their pride unabashed? See first that you yourself to be deserve to be a giver and an instrument of giving. For in truth, it is life that gives unto life, while you who deem yourself a giver are but a witness. And you receivers, and you are all receivers, assume no weight of gratitude, lest you lay a yoke upon yourself and upon him who gives. Rather rise together with the giver on his gifts as on wings. For to be over mindful of your debt is to debt his generosity, who has the free-hearted earth for mother and God for father. Ugh. Even reading it, it just gives me chills and it gives me that feeling. That feeling that I actually seek. They say that truth cannot be misunderstood. That's one of my favorite quotes and it's one of the things that I truly deeply believe is that truth cannot be misunderstood and when we hear truth we know it not in our ears and not in our mind but in our heart and in our soul it doesn't always have to be logical it is felt it is experienced and it's interesting because i thinking about all the things that I have and thinking about how much I worry about tomorrow and how much I worry about, you know, saving for the rainy day or even like saving for retirement and all of these things, like thinking about these things that society tells us to do. And I, I kind of run my life in certain ways trying to do that, like trying to have money in the bank and trying to make sure that I'm safe and secure and trying, 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 trying. And all the while that I'm trying, I'm withholding. And by trying, I become stingy. And by trying, I lose part of what I'm actually seeking. And then I become unfulfilled and I become, I become like resentful and I become frustrated. And then I don't know why I feel those ways. And it's because when I begin living those ways, I am not actually living. I'm living for a tomorrow that doesn't exist. When right now I have everything that I need. And so I want to read a few parts of this because I think that they're so amazingly touching and what I have discovered that I truly desire and what I'm truly seeking in this life is not things or even 
people or even experiences. But what I'm really seeking is to really, really almost surrender to God and to spirit. To really like humbly be on my knees to understand what it is to be a human and to understand what it is to have God within me and what it really means to be giving and what it really means to love and not just love one person like relationships are beautiful ways to learn love but I want to know how to love everyone everyone the homeless on the street the strangers I meet in cafes the murderers, the rapists, the prostitutes, the friends that I feel like have done me wrong and the friends that I feel like have done me right. I want to break down the barriers that I have to truly being alive. To truly, truly being alive. And it's an experience, it's a feeling that I can feel in my body. It's not of this world, it is what is eternal. And so I want to read a few parts of this poem that really, for me, bring it, um, bring it to reality for me. So I want to share. So, you know, I was talking about that I fear, like, I fear not having things for tomorrow. Like, I fear running out of money and I fear living on the streets and I fear, you know, these like very unrealistic things I fear. And so it says in this poem, it says, and what is fear of need, but need itself is not dread of thirst when your well is full, the thirst that is unquenchable. And I think about that. With the realization this morning that I have everything I could ever dream of. I have way more than I, than I need and way more than I could ever dream of. So in that realm, if I'm fearing, if I still am thinking I need more and more and more and I'm fearing loss of my things, even though I have everything, then that thirst is actually unquenchable because it's not actually what I'm seeking And then he talks about the way in which people give. And I want to be the first to admit that a lot of times when I give, I give for unwholesome reasons. I give because I know it's right. I give because like I almost have this pain inside me where I'm trying to convince someone that I'm a good person or I'm trying to like make up for something I have done it's almost this like like I have this story and I've talked about this in other podcasts that I'm a bad person and it's almost this like well if I give to this person then it's like it's like I'm I'm here to prove it I'm trying to prove something and so it says um it also so also sometimes you know sometimes I give because it speaks to my heart or because somebody asks for something But there's always this place in the back of my mind, and this happens specifically with some friends or with people who um, know what I do for a living and I notice want to like get my advice. I notice that I give and it's almost this like I give in bitterness or something. I give 
I give in hopes and prayer that I'll get in return something because it's like I'm yearning so much to be given back to. It's just interesting thing. So in this, um, in the poem, it says, there are those who give with joy and that joy is their reward. And there are those who give with pain and their pain is their baptism. And I feel like I understand that line so much. I feel like every time I give in pain, that I am baptized in a sense. It is like a huge lesson for me. It is like this, like, it is like God showing me that that is not actually giving. And then it says, and there are those who give and know not pain in giving, nor do they seek joy, nor give with mindfulness of virtue. So nor do they give knowing that it's morally right. But they give as in yonder valley, the myrtle breathes its fragrance into space. I just love that. Like as a flower just gives off an essence. Or a tree gives off an essence. As a plant gives off an essence. That is what that sort of giving is. And then it says, like, it says in the next, uh, in the next part, which I just love, it says, you often say I would give, but only to the deserving. The trees in your orchard say not so, nor the flocks in your pasture. They give that they may live for to withhold is to perish. Surely he who is worthy to receive his days and nights is worthy of all else from you. And he who has deserved to drink from the ocean of life deserves to fill his cup from your little stream. And I'm so guilty of this too. Sometimes, you know, I'm I'm very, very intimately um, touched by people who are experiencing homelessness. And... It's because my brother has experienced homelessness and it just speaks to my heart. It's like every, every person who is experiencing homelessness that I meet, it's like I'm meeting my brother. And as I say that, I'm realizing that, yes, I am. I'm meeting my real brother, my blood brother, but I'm also meeting my soul brother or sister. And... Sometimes I look at homeless people and sometimes I am so willing to give. They ask, I give. And other times I look at them and I feel this like judgment of like, but drugs put you here. You know, it's like this, it's like this judgment. Or, you know, like, but you're not being nice. You're not asking in a nice way or you're not like who you're being right now isn't bringing joy into the world. Like I notice that I place these judgments and this poem is begging to differ. It says, surely he who is worthy to receive his days and nights, that is every single human walking this planet. Surely he who is worthy of to receive his days and his nights is worthy of all else from you. And he who has deserved to drink from the ocean of life, which means the second they were born into this world and took their first breath, deserves to fill his cup from your little stream.
Oh, this poem. It's, um... It's just so real. And I don't know about you, but I look at society and so much of it feels fake. You know, I just got off social media and I'm just doing it as kind of an experimental thing because I have this story that I need social media to be like to be efficient in my business and for people to know what I'm doing. And I'm really looking at that because I noticed this morning, so I got up and I walked to a cafe and I did some reading. It's one of my favorite things to do. And on my walk, I was connecting with God and I was praying and I was giving gratitude and I was thinking and I got to the cafe and I ordered and I sat and I opened my book and I was studying this poem that I am talking about right now. And what I realized is that I was looking to my left and I was looking to my right and what I realized is that the very first thing people do is they don't connect to spirit, they don't connect to themselves, they don't connect to the real things in life. They connect to, there was the guy to the right, he was playing Candy Crush on his iPad. And there was the guy to the left of me who was playing poker. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's 7 a.m. And... These people have already started their day and they're spending all their energy and their time on things that aren't even real. And then they wonder why later they're stressed or anxious or they're not fulfilled because they, they're seeking and they're, they're trying to gain something from these outer worldly things. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with these things. There's nothing innately wrong with these things. But when I think about someone waking up and the very first thing that they're doing is playing Candy Crush or poker on their computers, my heart hurts a little. And I am so a person who's done this. I have been the person that the very first thing in the morning, what they did is check their Facebook or check their Instagram. And it's just not real. And what I realized is when I'm doing more of those things, I get depressed more easily. And I feel disconnected way more easily. And I feel unfulfilled way more easily. And when I seek things that actually are real, the things that are eternal, everything that is eternal is real. Everything else is illusion. But when I seek those things that are real, like spirit and gratitude and giving and love and connection, then my levels of fulfillment and peace and freedom rise in huge quantities. It doesn't mean I don't experience things in life, yet I actually am creating and cultivating coping and I'm actually creating and cultivating like a true reality for myself that gives me hope when things are dark, that gives me tools when things aren't as ideal or things are challenging or, str- or a struggle. And I just want to offer this as a way for you to look at your own life. I'm not saying anything you're doing is wrong. Just maybe inquiry 
into where you're putting your energy. The world needs our energy. I cannot give any more energy to Instagram because I'm using up energy where I could be using my energy in the world, giving love and joy. And sometimes even I'm on Instagram and I post something really inspirational and those times are great. And I still waste a lot of energy on Instagram. If I was just posting the, like the positive thing and then getting off and living my life and going out into the world, great. But that's not usually how we use those systems. We get on there, we post something great, and then we scroll for 30 minutes. And then later in the day, we scroll for 30 more minutes. And then we've wasted, by the end of the day, we've wasted two hours on Instagram when we could have used two hours to love on somebody who needed it or to study or to do something that brings us joy and aliveness, whatever it is. You get the point. And I think it's important to acknowledge that most of us, especially if you're listening to this podcast, that you probably actually have everything you need. And maybe if you look even a little bit deeper, you might have everything you could ever desire as well. And if you keep searching and chasing the carrot in front of you, thinking that you're going to finally get what you want, the relationship of your dreams, that's going to give you what you want. More money, that's going to get you what you want. More things, that's going to get you what you want. More travel, that's going to get you what you want. I'm not saying anything is wrong with these things. Yet, I want to get you thinking that maybe it's not actually what you're really seeking. And maybe through getting some of those things, you might get closer to what you're truly seeking. Like if you travel, you might meet people that introduce you to different things and ideas. Or if you work really hard at building your own business to make more money, maybe during that process, you'll learn a lot. Like being in relationship, you'll learn a lot. I get all of that. Everything in this world is for learning. Everything in this world we can use to find what we're really looking for. So there's nothing wrong with these things. And to deeply know and get connected to what you're actually seeking instead of seeing it as these material things. Then you can do these material things in a completely different way, in a a way that's spirit-led, in a way that's for learning, in a way that's for your growth and evolution. And so I just want to leave you some space to inquiry. And to maybe think about this poem and think about what are you hoarding? What are you withholding? Who are you judging? And what ways do you give and why do you give? And what ways do you not give? And just to sit and think and spend time reflecting on life. And mostly to know that you are loved and that you are seen. And I would love if you would share anything that comes up for you. If something comes up, you can email me at KimberlyEliseJohnson.com. You can also find me on my website, KimberlyCoaching.com. There's a contact form. And my hope and prayer is that we all may know peace and that we all may know love and that we all may know freedom. Until next time.